podcast. See, this is what happens when we let Michael do this. Yeah, see? You just say yeah. pod and move on. Well, I'm sorry. Zach's not here, so. Well, hello, efforts. <laughs> I am your host, Internet Keith, and welcome to Titans, the Titans edition of Football and Other F-Words. Uh, today, we'll be talking about Titans news. We'll be talking about the week six, quote-unquote, game versus the Ravens. We'll be talking mm. about uh, the week seven Chargers game in London, as is tradition. I am joined by some hooligans. We've got DJ EJ on the ones and zeros, as always. We've got Mike Miracles. How you doing, Mike? I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I wish I wish I, you know, could watch some competent offensive football every now and then, but yeah, that's we'll not see. my life. So no. <laughs> it's okay. It's not the cards you're dealt. Nope. Uh, and we of course have Mr. Lebowski. How are you doing, Mr. Lebowski? Yeah, I mean. What are we, like, three days removed from that debacle? Yeah. I actually left the game earlier. It was the best decision I made all Sunday. <laughs> we stayed and suffered through it. And actually stayed in the stadium for, what, a good half hour after just bitching about how bad it was? Well, I was more waiting for the game to start. I was waiting for the Titans <laughs> to show up and play football. That well, that Pee Wee team came out there, yeah. and they didn't allow their they quarterback em- to get sacked. I didn't want time, to say anything, so. but they embarrassed themselves. Um, and we also have an extra special guest <laughs> with us today. Uh, I have a special introduction that Zach wrote and insisted that I uh, I read for you. So, <laughs> totally just passing the buck on Zach here. Yes. Uh, no <laughs> accountability on this fucking podcast. I swear to God. <laughs> All right. So this is the this is a bio that uh, Zach found on Wikipedia for you. Oh uh, shit! I'm on Wiki. Wiki? Yeah. <laughs> no. Born in Wabash, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> like Judith Buckland Rising. Is a, <laughs> Cowboy boot wearing Arab, the son of Andrew Luck and Sherilyn Sarkeesian, <laughs> more commonly known as Armenian pop star Cher. <laughs> Buck is an avid French horn enthusiast and an avid collector of Caster, or Catster magazine. Catster. Uh, yeah, he preferred it when it was called uh, Cat Fancy magazine. Um, it, just, it just had more class. It did. <laughs> Things it were did. better then. Those were <laughs> the blue times. Before his career here in Nashville, he's, he held many jobs, including Elephant Bather for Ringling Bros Circus, uh, Feng Shui Consultant, and uh, he was a hypotherapist to the stars. Uh, he went to college at the... Is that supposed to be hypnotherapist? Hypotherapist. It's a, horse, it's a horse therapist, oh. apparently. It but that a, doesn't make any sense. It sounds like it would be a hypotherapist, yeah. like hippo, hippotamus. I didn't write this. I'm just reading what was given to me. No uh, accountability. No accountability. <laughs> none, none. Pass the book. Uh, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Man, is this what I signed up for? Like, you guys, you guys are telling me. I'm not even going to let him get through this intro. You can finish it here in a second. But like, I'm, I sit down. I get to drink beer. I get to cuss, which I never get to do at work. And my bosses are going to be so fucking mad at me if they ever hear this shit. <laughs> Don't worry. No one listens but to the <laughs> thing you guys say to me is so i have i have this intro from our buddy zach to read and you may not get through it before you walk out of the door and our, like I, I, it's so it's so expansive and by the way fuck wabash indiana <laughs> finish this shit let's go uh let's see what are your other jobs um <laughs> like i'm waiting for elephant elephant masturbator I'm like, That's where this is going bathing them <laughs> your biggest claim to fame was being responsible for coming up with names of various popular nail polishes like unicorn puke 
mm. uh, by Colt Nails. Don't Pretzel My Buttons by OPI. <laughs> and So Many Clowns, So Little Time by OPI. Um, <laughs> when Zach's a big OPI guy. He really is. What the fuck is OPI? <laughs> I have no idea. Offensive uh, pass interference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's not screaming at uh, Julian Council or mm. drawing characters in, uh, in front of Whiskey Bent Saloon, you can find Buck on the weekends at his local farmer's market trying to sell his world-famous snake milk. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> do, I have, do I have nipples, Greg? Can you milk me? What the fuck do you milk a snake? Uh, That's why I'm still in business. Nobody else can figure it out. That's, That's right. right. But, but in all seriousness, we have Buck Rising from ESPN Radio Nashville and the Tackling Music City with Buck Rising podcast. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining us, man. Sure. No, yeah. I'm happy to do this. I I appreciate Mike being willing to come on my show and suffer through my uh, my less than intelligent questions. So hopefully, I can dumb down the proceedings here, and uh, <laughs> and we can talk about what the fuck I had to witness on Sunday because I am still so fucking mad at that football team. I swear to God. And now I have to go on a nine hour fucking flight in a tiny little tube without the help of drugs or pro. I mean, maybe alcohol. <laughs> we'll see. I, I'm. I, <laughs> <laughs> and and watch them get their shit pushed in by the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'm just not excited about it at all. So at least this this is the highlight of my week. You can right. release all that stress and anger right here. <laughs> oh, That's so what the F word spot is for. I am so happy. <laughs> like I'm gonna push this whole F words thing really, really hard. <laughs> good, good. That's what we like. Um, well, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by an F word, and today's F word is fat. As in, the Titans scored a big fat zero against the Ravens last week. Uh, so let's get to our ad read for the week. Uh, let's hear about some wonderful shirts that you can purchase. <laughs> can I laugh during these? Yes, you absolutely can. Okay. Try not to. Okay. okay. Right from the start, you were a shirt. You stole my heart. And I, your willing victim. No. Hang 10 can't be the shirts for me. They aren't all that witty. But with every shirt, you beat them. <laughs> now your shirts are as soft as sheep. Uh-oh, you never make nipples bleed. Oh, my God. Uh-oh, never tell you I've had enough of your touch. Your touch. They're good for any season, soft as a cream puff. Just a second, you can ditch broke as Hank 10. And you can wear and love again, wearing the bars. Soft like a kitten, they even fit Paul Blart. Don't go broken, just spend online at For the Vilsons 5. Paul Blart references is fucking rude. <laughs> Sorry, you don't understand that Four the Bills 615 are the official shirts of the Football and Other F-Words podcast. With every purchase made, a donation is made to the National Predators Foundation. And of course, as always, all orders over $100 get you free shipping. For the Bills 615, you can follow them on Instagram and Twitter at, at For the Bills 615, for the Bills 615.com. Just give me a reason. That is exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> who say, who puts those together? Who who is responsible for the for the lyrics? Who, who is Zach? Singing? That was also one Zach. man band. Yeah, who, where Zach. is this Zach? 
Well, we're we're in his house. Oh, good. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> but he is not here. <laughs> Dad. Dad. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, the confusing God. part about it is, is that we're just in this man's house. Yeah. <laughs> And he has giant jungle cat and <laughs> like animals in the front yard. I swear to God, I swear to God, I pull up to this place and I'm just I'm flat disoriented by this giant inflatable jungle cat sitting in the front yard. And it's like moving and purring at you too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on with that cat. I mean, I've done some drugs in my time, but no, 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 nothing as trippy as that shit. I swear to God. Oh man! Oh Jesus! What a start! What a start to the pot! I'm here to party. Let's go! Um, Off to a roaring start here. (laughs) Well, let's keep the good times going. Let's talk about Titans injuries. Oh Oh, Oh. god! So Wesley Woodyard and Kenny Vaccaro were listed as limited participants at practice today. Uh, I saw a video. I think it was on your Twitter of uh, Vaccaro in a sling during practice he has this transformers-esque brace on his right elbow which is of course the one that he dislocated in horrific fashion right yeah that's um uh, i think that was two weeks ago that that happened against that was was that the eagles game am i making that up yeah no, okay. that's eagles. Yeah. i should probably know this shit if i'm going to come in here and talk about it intelligently but uh yeah no he's hasn't he's, stopped us <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, he was he was out at the open portion of practice today. He was going through some of the drills they were doing, force fumble stuff with the defensive backs, and of course, all us media vultures are hovering around Kenny Vaccaro because he's back at practice. And I, I mean, I would expect him to be any kind of any kind of available uh, for the Chargers game. Now Woodyard, they told us on Monday that he was pretty close to playing against the Ravens and that they should have him back for the Chargers. Now, Mike Vrabel said probably maybe or some stupid other bullshit like that when he's trying to throw us off. But, I mean, they Woodyard's going to be available. Um, and, God damn it, they need that man. Yeah. They need him so badly. And I love Jayon Brown. I am president, CEO, COO, whatever you want to call it, of the Jayon Brown fan club. I love that undersized little linebacker. But, which, you know, he's my size, so I probably shouldn't say <laughs> that. Too. But... <laughs> but uh, Rashawn Evans is is working through things, and he was improved from one game to the next. But they need Wesley Woodyard on the field. Yeah, yeah for sure. They they need Woodyard on the field as much because it gets Bates off the field nah, on third down. My man, Darren Bates. Like I I like Bates on special teams. Great special teamer. He looked completely lost. Team captain Darren Bates. Yeah. Team captain Darren Bates. No, Darren Bates. Darren Bates and I have had, Darren Bates has had many run-ins with with the national media, and, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I, despite his best efforts, I love Darren Bates. But I swear to God, Darren Bates came up to me, and it's it's not very like I'm I'm pretty new to this stuff. Like I'm 25. This is my first gig out of college. Uh, you know, I'm not used to dealing with professional athletes confronting me. And so Darren Bates, I'm I'm sidetracking this whole this whole show already. That's what it's for. Darren Bates. <laughs> Uh, we Darren Bates likes to play his music in the locker room because our locker room availability is before practice. And I am there for the sole purpose of getting fucking audio. Yeah. And when I go in there, I can't use half the fucking audio <laughs> because half the fucking rap lyrics have fucking all other kinds of words in them. Fucking ever fucking other F words. And so I'm bitching. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a video of Derek Morgan talking about some stupid shit that nobody cares about, but because we have to have video for these people, mm-hmm. uh, you guys, you know, you're welcome. Of course, of course. Thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome for the for the video of the outside linebacker saying nothing. Who doesn't have a sack all year? There you go. I'm sorry, Derek Morgan. I like Derek a lot. Uh, so 
there's music all in the background and you can't hear a fucking word that uh, Derek Morgan's saying and somebody somebody goes at me on Twitter but terrible audio quality shut up you mindless egg <laughs> but so I I respond you know well you go tell Darren Bass to turn his turn his music down and and I move on with my day and like sh- I shit you not three weeks later Darren Bates, it, it goes on for like three weeks. Like the music is consistently getting louder in the locker room. And Robbie Bourne, God bless him, head of Titans PR, who who manages all of us mindless idiots and all of them mindless idiots, <laughs> uh, it goes up to Bates and is like, listen, you gotta you gotta turn this shit down. The TV people can't use it, the radio people can't use it. The I mean it's hard for people to t- transcribe, just you know, not I'm I don't know exactly what Robbie said to Darren. Um, but so Darren Bates is start, starts yelling about something and we're all like looking over at that. And then Robbie comes up to me, God bless him. And he goes, uh, I guess you tweeted something that pissed, pissed Darren Bates off. And he wants you to go talk to him about, you know, what about the music. And I, I hadn't tagged Darren Bates. So, you know, cowardice on my part. My bad. My bad, Darren. I'll at you next time. Uh, and I go talk to Darren about this and he's telling me that his girl saw something like, I, I don't know if the, if his girlfriend was name searching him or if he was in fact name searching himself and this happened to just pop up. Um, and so since I did not approach him directly about the music that was because I asked somebody, can I go talk to Darren about turning the music down? I yeah. told him fat emphatically, no, you cannot talk to Darren Bates about turning the music down because God knows what Darren Bates is going to do. Sure. Um, and so we we headed out, and that was that's my Darren Bates story about, it. and that's the first, <laughs> and, and that's the first time that a professional athlete has confronted me about something that I tweeted, something so fundamentally useless and harmless. Um, but I did pee my pants a little bit because Darren Bates is a professional linebacker, yeah. and I'm I'm very I'm a coward. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my Darren Bates pro- story. Uh, so, proceed with your so Wesley Woodard and your if, update. If everyone could just not tweet Darren Bates anything that I just said about him being awful on third down. I would appreciate that. Oh, Mike, he'll find. <laughs> He'll find you. I do not want any of so that. So no. you're saying you don't want to title smoke. this podcast Darren Bates. Darren Bates, Darren Bates. <laughs> no, no. Although I would be open to having Darren Bates on as a consultant for Mr. Lebowski's new segment that we're unveiling in the episode tomorrow. Yeah, the rap lyrics. Segment. Oh, absolutely. I would really. I'd like his expertise on some of the rap lyrics that uh that, that I've been listening to in Memphis when I travel out there quite a bit because they're bafflingly stupid. <laughs> and it, but I'm I'm enamored. I can't get enough of it. Oh, sure. It's entrancing. It's it's fantastic. It's like, what does this even mean? Listen, you could have made it even worse. You could have then stormed around the locker room like Paul Kaharski demanding about four of the boys. Oh, God. I love <laughs> And not just piss off one person with rappers, but them. literally the entire locker room. Fucking A, Paul. I, listen, I'm probably not supposed to say this because Paul works for the for the opposing radio station or whatever. I, lo- I fucking love Paul Kaharski. I really do. And he is just such a little motherfucker. <laughs> But I mean, Paul, Paul Karski is who I aspire to be professionally, but that whole for the boys thing, like he was really making a fucking scene. (laughs) Walking up, walking ever, walking up to everybody. Well, he just quit on you. What do you mean? What do you mean? He just quit on you. He's under, he's under the stupid fucking phrase. that doesn't mean anything in the locker room. That's not for the boys, but whatever the fuck about the team unity and togetherness, whatever, whatever stupid shit that people say to keep football teams together. Like some fucking cult. And Paul's in there. just yammering at all of them about for the boys for the boys just pull fuck off i love you but fuck off they don't want to talk about it it doesn't mean anything move on with your day my god and now he's asking about social media with Vrabel at the press conference whatever 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 he latches on to he goes hard at it and he follows through with it god bless him he's good at his job but holy fuck paul yes 
Uh, well, let's talk about Richard Matthews and his <laughs> and his Instagram <laughs> comments that recently came out. I, I feel like I'm hijacking this. I'm sorry. No, no listen. Great. Trust me. After a shitty loss like we had, it's really hard to come in here, even as amateurs, and not sit here like a bunch of doe-eyed dumbasses and know <laughs> what happened. So, <laughs> by all means, go where you want because that's that's all we do. Okay, good. Mike, do you want to tell us what he said? Or what happened? I, I'm not a hundred percent sure how this all came about. I think it was on his Instagram or something like that. Instagram he, stories. He does. He does. Uh, or he was doing today. Uh, Instagram stories. I'm sorry to run you over there, Mike. No, but, um, Two tone fanatics tweeted this out earlier today. And if I can stall while I'm looking this up. Okay. Uh, so Richard Matthews on his Instagram story is answering questions. Um, who are you looking to sign with? And this is from Richard Matthews. Whoever doesn't listen to the shit talking that the people who don't want to want me to get signed are doing and just see me for the player and teammate that I have always been. Next question. Do you regret leaving the Titans? Nah, in this business, in this business, guys get cut slash released all the time. I decided to move on. They granted me that. In parentheses, if I was that important, they wouldn't have. Uh, oh, God bless you, Richard Matthews. Uh, <sighs> As as the as the Dan Levitard shows would say, the Stugats is strong in Richard <laughs> Matthews. Uh, felt that they wanted the young guys in there, so instead of beating around the bush, I made it easy and and things of that nature on Richard Matthews Instagram story at Richard Matthews. Yeah, uh, did he just pull the "You can't fire me, I quit"? Yes, basically. Yes. But but he then pulled the. Well, you would have never. If, if I was that important, you wouldn't have ever fired me, <laughs> even though I quit. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really I, spectacular. I, I mean, it's a logic pretzel that I can't even begin to comprehend. <laughs> I mean, the guy. I, I just don't know what what goes through your head to be. I mean, I I just I I, I don't I, know what. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it's it's baffling to me. Yeah, I mean, what just are we going to figure out first? Just don't the, say anything. Einstein's theory of everything or Richard Matthews' logic? It's theory uh, of everything. Can we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like theory that. of everything. Can I we mean, call that resharding? Resharding. <laughs> when you quit, but then complain that the team don't, let you yeah, quit. Don't, don't resharding me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought you were saying like resharding. <laughs> there is that like he's, he's literally sharding out nonsense. <laughs> Looks onto his like Instagram get resharded here. Resharding. Rashard Matthews. In and again, I haven't been. I haven't been doing this very long. I've been doing. This is my second, no, third season covering the Tennessee Titans. So my dealings with Rashard Matthews are limited. But um, he's he's a different kind of cat, and I think you can tell that from the way that he left Miami um, and the way that this all went down and how he's just he thinks differently and honest to god i think the whole the whole experience last year with you know uh, uh, the anthem uh, protesting during the national anthem and all the all the negative shit that he got during that i think that really fucked with him yeah i really do because he took himself off twitter afterwards and he's still on instagram but i mean that you know do some (laughs) people are fucking mean man yeah absolutely (laughs) people are fucking mean so i think i think that really jacked with him a little bit he was the kind of guy that would interact with fans on twitter too i mean he would reply to you get like in a conversation and i like taking instagram uh, questions yeah but i mean like so i like that that he was willing to engage but sometimes 
you know, when stuff like that happens and a guy that is willing to engage, I mean, you know, he's reading that stuff and, and he's seeing it. And that that's a lot for anybody. Oh, shit. I mean, they all do. Darren Bates is out here Googling his name about fucking <laughs> the music being right. too loud. All these guys, that's except right. for Marcus, because Marcus doesn't drink or do social media. God bless you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what a saint. <laughs> saint Marcus. <laughs> well, let's talk about. I guess we'll 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 briefly mention that Will Compton, Quentin Spain, and Derek Morgan all missed practice yeah. today. Indeed. Uh do it sounds we, like Morgan's gonna be out for a little bit. Couple weeks, we were told. Yeah. Couple weeks. Uh in Spain, I'm assuming we'll be out. Um they said day to day on Monday. Okay. He did not practice today. Honest to God, if they were if they were as concerned as the rest of us are with the offensive line, I mm-hmm. think they would give Corey Levin a look. Yeah. I really do. Or or even Aaron Stinney. I mean, they the three interior guys, they have not been good. No. And Josh Klein, you paid. So it, a cert, to a certain degree, you have to keep him out there longer. But Quinn Spain, you can, you can be rid of this year. And you hate to see somebody get Alex Smithed mm-hmm. where you get hurt and that's how you get replaced. But I don't necessarily think it would be the worst thing because your offensive line particularly the three interior guys look like shit yeah and yeah. we talked about levin a lot in training camp and before the season because he showed flashes of best game he's ever played preseason game against the <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, i mean he had some moments now he also had some bad moments he got absolutely steamrolled against the steelers a couple times and i mean so he's not he's not going to be the the cure-all i don't sure. think for the offensive line but he, i mean you're right they're not none of them are playing well so right I mean, putting another guy in there to see if he could do better couldn't couldn't hurt that bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Klein has been probably well, Kleiner Jones. I I think Spain's been okay for the most part. He played well in Miami. Yeah, he was he really played good really in well in Miami. Yeah. Uh, he he played pretty well, I think, for most of the early part. I think he's been kind of tapering off mm-hmm. in the last few games, and I think Jones and Klein have been a problem a lot. They get. They just get bullied back. Yeah. They, they don't have any anchor. They they get mm-hmm. pushed back in the backfield constantly. And it's a problem on pass pass protection and you know the run game. Because Derrick Henry's trying to run around Ben Jones, who's three yards deep in the backfield half the time. Like he's being made Ben Jones is undersized and not not the idea. I mean, he needs to be he needs to be physically stronger. And I mean, yeah. this this yeah. is a, a big man who is who is much stronger than I will ever be in my lifetime. But he sure. could. He's being made to look worse because of the two guys next to him. Yeah, and then he's being exposed in that way. And also, Derrick Henry runs the fuck around people instead of fucking hitting a hole one time. But That's you know, this is, this is, I'm nitpicking. <laughs> yeah, I'm nitpicking because I gotta watch. You guys can change the fucking channel, but. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna watch this shit. There are issues. There are issues with these issues. So let's let's talk about some of those issues from the Ravens game. Let's talk about the sex. The the thing that everybody's talking about. How many times has Marcus Mariota been sacked in the course of this podcast? Uh, I think seventeen. Very good. Uh, uh, no, no, hang on, 18. 18. Nah. <laughs> NFL record, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted them to break that fucking record so badly, so at least I had something, yeah. something. But no, you couldn't even do that, right, you fuckers. Uh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was so bad. So the, the sacks to get into like the reasons why one, I think I don't think Lawan was fully healthy in this game. Not even close. No, the foot thing's a problem. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you could tell because they were beating him on speed rushes. He almost never gets beat with speed on the outside. Zadarius Smith is not that good. No, I'm sorry. No, he's, he's, he's not, good, but he's not that good. Yeah, I mean, they, the, the Ravens have good pass rushers, but they, these are not this is not Von Miller or Khalil Mack. The, these are good guys, not great guys. And Lawan usually is is perfectly fine, especially against speed. 
and he got beat around the corner so many times and it's his right foot and that's the foot that he pushes off of when he's trying to pass that and that that is the problem that you saw on tape you know he's he's not getting deep enough with his drive he's just not as quick as he normally is i i, I don't think he was playing anywhere near 100 yeah. percent. just looking at him move out there and i mean hopefully he gets to be 100 percent or closer to it but i mean if you see that know. as a coach and you've got dennis kelly dressed right yeah active yeah. active why why would you not try a series in the third the fourth like i understand like he's probably a hard guy to take out of the game he's yeah. very passionate he's and all that but if you're consistently and you're endangering your quarterback at some point yeah no they they, they should have pulled marcus out of there early enough because i mean not not only was the offensive line hot trash um during that game marcus was shook mm-hmm. flat shook and he's been he's been playing without and you don't want to accuse him of not having confidence, but I don't know if it's not confidence in what he's seeing, if it's not confident, if it's a lack of confidence in the people around him where he, when he's trying to deliver the ball, if it's a lack of confidence in his ability to grip the ball and get it down the field and rip it with the with the degree of velocity that he needs to. There is a there, but is it, it is a confidence issue, whatever the whatever whatever area is lacking the confidence. Um, and if, if you're, if you're seeing that he's taken, I, I, I shit you not. I think it was six sacks with like four and a half minutes left in the first half. I mean, yank that fucker out of there. I'm sorry. It's, it's, he's, he was a liability and, and to a degree, the offensive line. Yes. But I, to himself, I mean, he was doing that six of them. I, yeah. six of them. I think you could attribute to the quarterback. He was a liability to himself. You got to get him out of there yeah. and Lawan. but Dennis, I mean, the Dennis Kelly thing's so weird, man. Yeah. That illness, yeah. the mystery illness and all that. And like when when he's telling when he's telling Paul that well we know it's not cancer, yeah. Oh well, good. That's I, terrifying. Very happy yeah. to hear that. No, yeah. I mean, and so you, I, I don't know how much I don't know how much that affected his strength. I don't know because that's that's his first game active since Miami, and mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. And you got an eighty million dollar guy that wants to get out there. There there are mitigating circumstances like yeah, the rest yeah, of this fucking yeah. team. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and. I mean, and it wasn't just Lawan. Also, I mean, obviously, you know, Spain got beat, Jones got beat, Klein got beat. Jack's rusty. Yeah, Jack. I thought Jack mostly played pretty good. He had one that you know he pulled off, and then the guy came late, and you know that was that was his guy to block if if he hadn't you know pulled off to help Klein. But I mean, everybody gave up sacks on the offensive line, basically, and like you said, Marcus was responsible for a lot of them and i you're right marcus just doesn't look confident and this is the problem that i've got right now is you watch and and i don't want to compare him to aaron Rodgers. that's not fair aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play but you watch the game monday night and you see aaron Rodgers, and he's out there with Devonte adams who's a great receiver but then he's also got Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah, Equinemius St. Brown and Marquez Valdez-Scantling out there as his receivers, and he's throwing back shoulder throws to these guys. He's throwing them open. He's making plays all over the field. And you, He's an you anticipatory see, thrower, he, and that's yeah, not something that Marcus does. Exactly. And that I, I don't know how you win in the NFL when you're not that because people against a good defense like the Ravens, 
wide receivers aren't going to be open. That that's the Ravens can have the corners and the cover guys to lock you down. And you're going to have to throw into some tight windows. You're going to have to throw sometimes when a guy's not open, but the cornerback has his back turned and you know, your guy can, you know, make a play before he gets his head around. You've got to be able to make some trust throws like that. And he just doesn't do that right now. And if it's the lack of trust in his targets or his protection, or like you said, the ability to throw the ball with the hand, I don't know, but whatever it is, it, it's got to get fixed for him to, you know, ever reach that level that everyone wants him to be of a, a franchise quarterback that can lift an offense. Cause He's he's not lifting an offense. You you see, you know, we talk talk about like Tom Brady and again, not not that I'm comparing Marcus to Tom, but don't you ever compare anybody <laughs> to Tom Brady. That's right. Jesus Christ, the, the quarterback. The the left tackle for the Patriots is a guy that, you know, Nate Solder left and then the guy that they were going to play there got hurt in the preseason. They're they're playing like a third string left tackle. But Tom Brady makes him look good because teams are terrified to blitz Tom Brady. Because if they blitz him, he's going to throw right where they blitz from. Teams and, are blitzing Marcus on 30.3% of his dropbacks. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. from uh, from uh, ESPN's uh, NFL matchup show. Yeah. It, they put that out there today. And I, it's like, what, second? or It's like in the top four It's in the top five. In the uh, it's in the yeah. top five. I don't have the graphic in front of me. Uh, but they smell blood in the water. Yeah. Because, again, he shook. Yeah. He's flat out shook yeah. in these games. And you can, I mean, it, even even against Miami, it wasn't, it wasn't anything... Wasn't anything where like okay, you know, you feel good about what he's doing. The the first couple drives look fine, and Taewon Taylor drops a touchdown pass. Okay, and and he had the he had the moment against the Bills where he's rolling, where he's scrambling, and he and the Jonu Smith thing. We can we can lit, or litigate that all you want, and but he had a perfect pass to Nick Williams. So there are things that he has done well, um, but I don't know. You just he. He's not he's not like like we're talking about an anticipatory thrower. He he wants to see it uh before he makes the play and that's why I think he's holding the ball and it's just I mean it's a liability. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's been that before though. I think he's been an anticipatory anticipatory It's a thrower. tough fucking word. Isn't it, it is. You make it sound why? so easy. I talk for a living, Mike. It's all, you know. <laughs> you got a you got a leg off on me there. <laughs> the uh but yeah, so I've seen him do it before. He but he did it a lot with Walker, and I felt like it was one of those things with Walker. He did have that trust factor. He was, you know, they were kind of in tune with each other. And I don't know, but the problem is you've got to be able to get in tune with the other guys. And I don't think Corey Davis or Taewon Taylor or Tajay Sharp are just terrible players. They're not. And I I don't think they're playing poorly. I think Marcus has to have some responsibility in getting on the same page with those guys. It can't always be the receiver's fault. And I feel like that's been the knee-jerk reaction of Titans fans for the entire Mariota era, basically, is, oh, it's his receiver's fault. He's so fucking hard to get mad at. He is. Again, great guy. Yeah, Yeah. great guy. Great guy. And, (laughs) I I mean, yeah, you don't want to hate on Marcus. And and I don't hate Marcus. I don't think. I I don't don't, hate him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate him yet. I don't think the book is closed on him as a quarterback by any means. He's still a 24 year old guy. He's still, you know, figuring things out. He's in his fourth, you know, we all know all the context around it, but at some point, he's got to lift the play of his receivers. Oh, you guys yeah. are all, you guys are all Titans fans. Yeah. yeah. Right. What happened? How upset are you going to be if, or how, do you care if he's Alex Smith? Like, does that upset you, that comparison? I don't think so. I okay. mean, but I, like I think, early career Alex Smith. 
Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> we're not going to win very many games with that guy right. right now. But, you know, if he turns out to be Alex Smith in the very end, I think you can – you could probably in the very end, but is he here when that happens? Probably yeah, not. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, I think you could. The problem, the problem with a guy like Alex Smith is, I think you can win games and make the playoffs with a guy like Alex Smith. Because he'll fucking check down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to shoot the like. It's got to be like the you know shoot the magic bullet to get a Super Bowl win with a guy like that. You've got to have like a lights out defense and a stud running game and, and gotta, everything else yeah. around him. You got to Trent Dill for it. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's a, he's a good quarterback. Like, you know, Alex Smith is a good quarterback. He's not going to lose you games, but he's not putting a team on his back for four games in the playoffs and, right. you know, going and beating Tom Brady. And Marcus and, does yeah. that. Yeah. Well, let's speaking of the run game. Let's, let's talk about the continued struggles there. And this was expected. I, to be I can a sense your enthusiasm. I'm so excited to talk about this. Uh, this game is just a, a litany of wonderful things to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really oh, wait, hang on. But I'm sorry. I thought Marcus got sacked again. 19. <laughs> We're 19, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see if we can't double the record over the course of this podcast. We're going to get a full stray hand in. Oh, God. <laughs> that fucking guy in JCPenney suits. I swear to God. Get off my television. Done with. He's so charming. Fucking done with you and your 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 relatable gap tooth. <laughs> See, he's not he's my... not perfect. He's, he's beautiful, perfect. but he's accessible. No, because That's he wears like JC Penny suits. He's got a gap tooth. He wants he's he's got the he's got the people in the palm of his hand. I, I'm on guy. to that fucking fraud. <laughs> so, come, There's come somebody on. else out there buying cheap suits with the uh, cheap suits with a couple of antlers in their mouth. Go and see. <laughs> I can relate to. I'm him. a stray hen. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's me. These suits for game day are cheap. Man. <laughs> In every stray hand. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? I don't want to talk about the run game. Good. Let's. Uh, so fuck, fuck it. Let's move on. We. Uh, you, you mentioned that there, there was an. That's, what, that's what they're doing. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically it. what the Lord did with the running game on Sunday. So. Um, so you mentioned that like the wide receivers. There's been a lot of over, overreaction and blame that was cast on the wide receivers for the game and for the season so far. Uh, and there was following that there was a lot of trade rumors regarding Amari Cooper yeah. and a potential request from the Raiders for a first round pick for him, which is way overvalued. Um, is there any interest in what price would you pay for that? Because I'm not paying. I don't believe. Are you asking? Are you asking me if there's if they're if that's something that they would do? Yeah. Is it something they would do, and and what would your price be? Well, listen the camp the Cam Batson the Cam Batson moving from the practice squad to the active roster was delayed for a reason, and that's because whatever they were trying to work out fell through. Um, and so Cam Batson was not was not going to be the answer there. They were trying they were trying. Now I don't, I don't have the details on what exactly that was going to be, but they were mm-hmm. there was a reason that that release broke light you can you can time your watch by the fucking jimmy wyatt tweets yeah god bless jimmy he is so damn good at his job and i know he works for the team but he'd still break all the shit before the rest of us um but there there was a reason that it that that release came out later in the day because they were still in the process of working through things it's not going to be amari cooper yeah it's not going to be amari cooper number one because drops is already a problem mm-hmm 
Um, or well, I, I don't know, Nick Williams. Nick Williams, by the way, for future Pro Bowler with the Rams. Nick oh, Williams, uh, you know, I can't he's about wait to go for that. Shred. The you Nick Williams, he's about to go shred. Yeah. The Nick Williams Redemption Tour, <laughs> the new Cooper Cup. Drops are our, drops are already a problem with or have been to a degree. Um, and the price tag, given given where you are in terms of the the age and the contract situations for the talent that you already have. Is it really worth the price that you would have to give up in terms of draft capital uh, for to acquire a guy who you're not entirely sure is a number one X receiver? Like a full, I mean, that's what you think you have in Corey. And Corey's, you know, Corey. I, I'm I'm really impressed with Corey Davis over the course of the season. Yeah. I, I think he's the bright spot of the offense so far this year because I mean, there are. I mean, there are things that limit his production, mm-hmm. namely the fucking quarterback, right? Um, <laughs> I'm just so excited to cuss and drink and talk into a microphone. Like this is a big deal for me, guys. I'm sorry. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being over the top. Um, no, there, it's not going to be Amari Cooper. So I, I don't, I don't know if it would even be worth discussing. You know, sure. what would you give up because it's, it's not, it's not going to be that guy. Yeah. What would be some names that you would think that they might be in the market for, or do you, do you have any idea of the level of guy that they'd be targeting <sighs> fuck i can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head the 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 slot receiver for for washing for the washington racial slurs uh um, crowder crowder yeah. jameson, crowder. jameson yeah. crowder yeah jameson crowder would fit exactly oh, yeah. what you need he'd be a it would guy. it would remove the 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 requisite for Dion lewis to essentially be your slot receiver mm-hmm. you would be able to maneuver taewon and Corey on the outside like you typically want to do you have tajay for third downs you have a true a true slot guy who you can rely upon because he is he's not flashy but he's consistent uh, in his production and he wouldn't cost you a lot. Plus, he's got an expiring contract, so you could operate on if there was an agreement in in essence or in you know in not not contractually, but with with the understanding that he would resign here. Would you give up a fifth round pick for a guy like that? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I'd do that. And it would free up so much of your offense because then your 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 running back usage would not be so would not be so easily figured out because yeah. then you could you could alternate with Derek and Dion and not be just okay. Well, Dion Lewis is in the game. He's probably going to be running a route. Keep mm-hmm. an eye on Dion Lewis. Uh, so I think I think Jamison Crowder is is the first the first name that came up to me. Randall Cobb was somebody else that I know. Uh, we were talking. Teron Davenport and I were talking about. In the writer's room the other day, you would have to probably give up a little more for him, and he's a little longer in the tooth, but he can still give you he can give you speed that you just simply don't have. Taewon yeah. Taewon Taylor is a is a hard runner, but it's not it's not necessarily refined. Yeah, the way that he runs, and that that'll that I mean that may change uh, with time. Sure, but Jamison Crowder was the name the 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 fit that made the most sense. Now I don't yeah. again I don't know if that's something that they've discussed. It just on paper it made the most sense to me. Yeah. Do you think, what do you think of the Golden Tate thing? I, I think the Lions aren't going to be anywhere close to giving up on the season. No, and I think he could be had in free agency. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I can Golden see Tate's, Golden Tate's year. a great player. Yeah. yeah. Golden Tate would, would, would give you exponentially more burst uh, than you currently have, even as he's, I think he's 30 now. Yeah. Um, 
But he could be had in free agency. Again, an expiring contract. Do you really want to waste draft capital on a guy right. like that? Yeah, yeah, on a part season rental. Also, he's a massive diva. Yes. Yeah. Massive yeah. diva. Yeah. yeah. Which I would delight me. I was <laughs> listen, I was <laughs> in a box. Oh my god. Oh, for sure. Listen, dude, Golden Take and try and out diva me. That fucker's got no chance. None whatsoever. Uh, if I had a shred of athleticism in my body, I would be a diva wide receiver. <laughs> but um yeah, no, I conversationally, I would love to have Golden Tate here. Just yeah. for the fact it would give me something to fucking talk about other than Corey Davis. You know, it's a process. We're working through it week to week. <laughs> We're working through it. All right. Thanks, Corey. Um, See you out there, champ. All right. So let's 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 move on to uh the offensive coordinator and uh the man who's calling all the offensive shots. What is what's what is happening? <laughs> Someone explain this to me. Well, we don't have to worry about all that bullshit talk about oh he's going to be hired as a head coach in two years. Yeah. If yeah, nothing else, they get to keep him for another four. That yeah, I think that talks on hold yeah, right now. Um, I mean, you never know. Teams could get hot later in the season, but I think right now, like I I like I still like the design and the structure uh, of the offense. Um, I don't know that he's quite grown into the play caller part of this though yet. I mean, I think the the plays and what the offense looks like looks like what I would like to see an NFL offense look like, but I don't know that he's pulling the right strings as far as personnel packages, what he's running all this stuff out of. I'm so sick and tired of seeing the 13 personnel shit cuz one, Michael Pruitt <laughs> is not one of the best 11 players on your offense. What's he doing in the game? You know, even if he's Ferkser, only baby, give yeah. it to me. Oh, I love it. I love it. Ferkser, <laughs> my boy, uh, Harvard. Have you got the Jersey yet? Have you got the Ferkser Jersey? No, yet? but I, I, when he Mike, caught do that, not buy a fucking. <laughs> <answer to Ferkser. laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're alive. like, we're like this close from an intervention on him. I, I had it pulled Put up the on needle the down. Like the NFL shop.com was pulled up in my uh, brain. Is, is it available? <laughs> the no, NFL you, it's a custom. It's a custom. Oh, order. Sure. It's a custom order. <laughs> sure. God. But it was, Ferkser it was pulled Jersey. up. And when he caught that pass on that third, you know, he converted the only third down of the game for the Titans offense. Big, win big win what a us. fucking 10 yeah yeah so God. when he caught that third down so pass i team. nearly clicked i nearly clicked i, I mean <laughs> gillum had to take my phone away from me so it, look, it like was, i would still <laughs> this is an audio medium you guys have no idea how disapproving the look was so disapproving. i would be I would be more accepting of him getting a Ron Mexico custom jersey at this point <laughs> than a fucking Ferkser jersey. Don't do it. Uh, Where's your Yancey Thickpin jersey? Oh, no. It's oh, gone. Oh, it's gone. Oh, and nobody's, oh. no, there's no evidence I ever had that. And oh, that's exactly yeah. what you're going to say if our podcast still exists eight years from now. People don't forget, Mike. But yeah, don't so anyways, Michael Pruitt does not need to be on the field under any circumstances. I don't even think you really want to have two tight ends on the field. Tight ends, your worst position group on the offense right Stalker, now. Stalker, man. Get those guys out of the game. I mean, if you're going to play, I'd rather see Stalker, uh, you know, on maybe first and second down, but still spread it out and run it out of 11 personnel. The Rams do that great. I know we're not the Rams necessarily, but. No, but I mean, in, I mean, in, in theory, that's who you're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah except yeah. with a better quarterback. Right. Yeah. yeah and you've got, but the problem is, if you're going to bring people into the box, which is what 
all these condensed, you know, 12 personnel formations and 13 personnel, which when they ran out in 13 personnel in the like, what, third or fourth quarter down 21, that hurts a little bit. I, I mean, almost just got up and left. Like, I, just twisting the knife. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, great. Yeah, let's get the run game going now, Matt. Let's do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> But there was a lot of that. There's a lot of that during the game. I see, oh. I see Matt. I see Matt in the press box during halftime because I mean we we eat in the same like break room during during the halftime. It's yeah. Like, yeah. What you doing there, pal? Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what are you doing? What, what you up to? Need to get Michael Pruitt some more snaps. What you I up think. to now? Terry Robisky's ass. He would never show his face in the in the press room because you know he's just crushing. <laughs> but God, I mean, I think people might actually call for Exotic Smash Mouth after what we saw. Uh, Oof, but, oh my goodness. Yeah. But I mean, like the stats. You look at success rate for. Titans running out of 11 personnel versus 12 versus 13. The more tight ends you have on the field, the less successful you are running right now if you're the Titans. You don't invite people into the box if you can't block them. And right now, the tight ends can't block them. So if you want to run the ball, you spread them out and get the guys out of the box. Now, nobody's going to respect our passing game at the moment, so that may not even chase them out of the box, even if we spread them out. But it at least makes them stand a little bit further away before they come running inside. I mean... I I don't understand what they're getting at with the two and three tight end stuff. I, I just don't. Yeah. It's it's almost a it's almost a stubbornness um to a degree because you know John John o. Smith is what he is. I think I think that he's a better player than he's shown. I think that you need to put him in a position to succeed. And mm-hmm. again, there are there are all all kinds of limitations. Because I mean Matt Matt LaFleur has a degree of limitations because you don't you know what's going on with the quarterback right now. Again, sure. it all comes back to Marcus. Um, but yeah, there, I have been impressed with him or I was impressed with him through the first couple of games because they devised a plan to win a game against Jacksonville, to win a game against Houston. And the, I mean, watching that Eagles game, it was, it was the, it was like manna from heaven after my three (laughs) years covering this fucking football team, because I pray to God for that game. I like, I just give me something interesting. Give me something competitive. Give me good football and they did it was fantastic yeah um and and there are there are times when he's you can tell the the schematics of a play like like the the, again the nick williams drop touchdown pass that was schemed well to have john smith running open wide down or wide open down the field Mm -hmm. uh and that was marcus not feeling you know not whatever whatever it was he just didn't he didn't throw the pass that he should have thrown he moved on in the progression whatever but there are there are moments when this when the schematics of the offense I mean, they are they are what you expect to see. But then you again, you you trot thirteen personnel out there um, late in the third quarter or during the third quarter when you've clearly just nobody nobody's gonna nobody's gonna have any kind of respect for you mm. uh, in in that situation because you are you are essentially you're you're telling them what you're gonna do. Yeah. Number one, um, and you and you have no you have no real threat to your passing game, and so and and the tight ends. As a group, Jonu Smith has the lone catch in three weeks for twelve yards. I mean, there's no, there's so much there that you can get into, and it it goes so much deeper than just an individual, you know, just just an individual, just Matt's play calling or Marcus's play or the offensive line or the tight ends, whatever you want to call it. There's so much more there, and it's all interconnected, and it's all fucked right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's all kinds of messed up. It is. Yeah. It's it's all over the place, and I don't know. I mean, I, I think one, you, you definitely have to get, you have to find a way to get the run game on track. And I, I don't care if that's putting 
Dennis Kelly in at tight end and just, you know, saying we're just going to load up on big bodies, you know, put all of our offensive linemen on the field at the same time and run it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do, you've got to get a run game going to some extent. You know, it keeps you on schedule, and that's a big problem with this offense right now is we're constantly looking at third and eight, third and ten, third and, you know, 17 after a penalty or a sack or something like that. And those aren't high conversion percentages, even if you're a good offense, right. much less an offense that's struggling and has a quarterback that's a little bit gun-shy. And, I mean, all the other circumstances that we're looking at, that's – just not a great situation to be in. The run game tries to keep you out of that situation. Um, so they got to find a way to get those guys going. And it, I mean, then you then you try to build off of that. But right. I mean, right now it's just ugly. Well, let's flip it to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about defense. We've been talking about offense the whole time. Um, the defense didn't play terrible. They didn't play good, but they didn't play terrible. They uh, played great on two downs and really, yeah. really bad on one down. Yeah. And that, that was kind of the case with Buffalo as well. But, uh, yeah, just kind of talk about whatever you want to talk about from that side of the ball. Um, I think the the Bates thing we've already kind of touched on a little bit. They, My man's. They kept sticking him out there. And I, I was like, you know, Evans had a good game, I thought. I thought that was the best Evans has played so far. Against Baltimore? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was great. Um, and, I, again, it's more it's – more, you don't want to say dumbed down, but it's it's easier for a rookie who's coming out of college ball, see ball, get ball, right? Yeah. LaShawn McCoy has made, has prolonged a career off not taking hits. He's going to do things to avoid contact, whereas Alex Collins and Buck Allen are just going to run into you and yeah. try to get contact that way. So it was yeah. it was a it was a better matchup for Evans in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. But I I didn't understand why they kept pulling him off the field for Bates. I mean, I I understand theoretically Bates. You know, he's a veteran. He's been around. He, you know, has practiced more with this guy, you know, this group. And maybe he knows the coverage is better than than what Evans does at this point. But Evans is just a better player. And I thought they took advantage of Bates in there. I, I thought they attacked the middle of the field constantly. Oh, sure. And got... All you know, everything they wanted. Yeah, well, I mean, the tight ends for Baltimore, they're they're four deep and they're all yeah. good. I mean, yeah. they all really are. Even even the two rookies. Um, yeah. Bates Bates understands coverages better than Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, Compton, even as he the, even as they are both lesser athletes, and Compton uh, not not practicing again with a hamstring. Um, you you need Will Compton for depth, if nothing else, because they understand what's happening in front of them to a much higher degree than Evans does. And I think that's why you see Darren Bates in there, even as he may athletically athletically be far less than Rashawn Evans, he will at least put himself in a better position to to make the tackle or to you know deflect a pass or to be in a better position to cover the tight end over the middle of the field. Where as Rashawn Evans, I mean there are, there are plays where he just flat flat out looks lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think I think that concerns you. And so if you're if you're worried about him being more a liability and you know, he again, the upside far higher, but you're trying to play it safe to a degree as you try and, and maneuver this this stretch of games without Woodyard. And I I mean, whatever I think of Bates as a player, because he's a great special teams player, they obviously think highly of him because otherwise he wouldn't be a team captain. Um, and, and besides the one dealing with him, I like Darren Bates. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like him. I like him anyway. Yeah. Um, I think. I think I understood the decision. It doesn't make you feel good about the decision in any degree. Um, 
But Rashawn Evans, you're just going to have to accept the fact that training camp, the the lack of training camp and the lack of preseason really, really hindered that guy because you assume as a, as a first-round draft pick that you can just plop him in there and because he's a superior athlete, he can do all of the things that Avery Williamson did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just not so. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm interested to get your thoughts on the whole Malcolm Butler situation. Ah. Because <laughs> I... Titans fans are already done with this guy, yes, right? Yes, they I are. Mean, it's it's this is the worst cornerback. I've seen him compared to Parrish Cox. <laughs> I've seen him compared to Bleedy Ray Wilson. I mean, these are basically curse words in Titans fan parlance. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know that Butler's had terrible lapses, but I don't know that he's been anywhere near that bad. No, he's not that bad. I mean, yeah. wait, he's 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 not good. Yeah. He's not good. He's not good, especially considering the contract. Well, and that's that's how you that's how you got to couch these things, right? I mean, look at Josh Norman. Yeah. Josh Norman got all kinds of money from Washington, and now Josh Norman may be the third best quarter on that team, but because that price tag is higher, I mean, the scrutiny on Josh Norman is going to be excessive. The same as any any guy once you cease to be a player of value, right? The sport is all about winning with players at value. It's why maximizing the window that you have with Marcus and all the rest of the young talent is so important. Once you have that label assigned to you, the scrutiny on you is such. Even in a, even in a market like this, where I mean, we are we are really easy going, <laughs> other than Paul. <laughs> God bless Paul. Uh, we are we are pretty pretty lax on these guys. Um, but statistically, and I'm not somebody who wants to look at the box score and make and make harsh judgments on somebody. But he gets beat consistently, and even when he has good coverage on somebody. A professional receiver like Michael Crabtree can put himself in a position to make a play even when the coverage is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Brown did the same thing. And Willie Sneed did the same thing because those are professional wide receivers. They know how to they know how to create separation. Um, and you're paying Malcolm Butler like a number one corner because he did earn that contract. He did spectacular things to get to the point that he did. And he's a great yeah. success story. Um, and now he's in a position where he's expected to perform the, to the level of the contract. And he just, I mean, he can... But you're 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 feast or famine with that guy, yeah. Um, and and we've talked to him about this before, and it's it's one of those things where, well, if I take the aggressiveness out of my game, I cease to be the player that I was, um, and that's fine. But you're just going to continue to get criticized the way that you are because these are things that that it's going to happen with Malcolm Butler, yeah. um, and you don't want to just kind of concede that. But you got to understand what you're getting because, I mean, consistently when we ask Mike uh, Rabel about these things, it's, well, focus and you got to train your eyes better. Well, okay, this is this is the same thing. We talked to him on Monday as we did uh, three weeks ago against against the Dolphins and against the Eagles when Jordan Matthews, bum-ass, beat him on a, on a deep touchdown. You yeah. know, um, it's it's you're just going to have to live with it. And I know people don't want to just eat it that way because he's eating so much of your cap. Yeah. Um, but not everybody's Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan may be underpaid. Logan right. Ryan's a really, really good corner. He's exceptional in run defense. He's exceptional in the slot and he plays well. Um, he's he, and he, he runs that, that DB room really, yeah. really well. I, I, I can't say enough about what I think of Logan Ryan. I mean, I, and, and Malcolm Butler, it, it's not like I'm, you know, dismissing him as a, as a person or anything like that, but just, you're going to have to understand what you're getting with this guy. Yeah. Um, and he's going to have to understand that this is just going to be the way that it's going to go because of the price tag that he's got. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I almost feel like he's, he may be, and I don't know if this is me assigning, you know, my thoughts to him, but I almost feel like he's pressing a little bit because of the contract. I feel like he wants to make the sure, big plays you? and make the yeah and, and yeah. make the picks and be 
oh, wow, look at Malcolm Butler, you know, what a great signing. And, and I feel like there's a little bit of him wanting to make make those splash plays, and that's causing him to get into some bad habits as far as, like, you know, Vrabel talked about with the eye discipline and, and things like that where he may be looking at the quarterback trying to anticipate a throw that's not there, and then all of a sudden Jordan Matthews is streaking by him. Because Jordan Matthews isn't – a better receiver than Butler is a cornerback, but when you're not paying attention, I mean, anybody yeah, can beat you. Sure. So, um, I don't know. I it, couldn't, I couldn't beat him. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> me, me neither. He would catch me like three times before I got to the end zone. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Titans, Titans fans in general need to pump the brakes a little bit on the Butler hate. Mm. Cause I know it's frustrating to see him give up touchdowns when you've paid him all this money, but you haven't paid them all this money. The team has paid them all this money. Um, and I just feel like I think he can get better. I think he can. He's still a redeemable player. And I've seen some people say, oh, he's just overrated because of that one play. No, he's not. He he was a like top five to ten cornerback in this league for two solid years in New England. Now, last year, he wasn't quite as good. And this year, obviously, he hasn't been very good at all. You know, for the I mean, they part. thought enough of him in New England to let him play, you know, the vast majority, I mean, 90, 95% of the snaps yeah. of the season. So it's not yeah. like, I mean, get the hell out of my mentions with LaShawn Sims. Like, LaShawn yeah. Sims yeah. was great in a big spot in that Texans game where he picks off Savage over Hopkins, and you have the great audio of Jadavion Clowney <laughs> jawing at him on the sideline. That was and it. LaShawn Sims is a solid player, as was Ty Smith, but they are solid because they are good depth. Mm-hmm. That is not a starting corner. Uh, in the NFL, and that is not somebody who would be a vast improvement over Malcolm Butler. Now, may, they may be, you're not going to accuse, I'm not going to sit here and accuse a guy of wanting it more or something that I can't quantify because I have no idea what's what's going on in these guys' heads, these heart, whatever. Um, but what 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 what's what's your better option? Yeah. What's your better option out there, out out on the free agent market? What was a better option than Malcolm Butler? You can't have enough corners. Yeah. And okay, so he's giving up a couple deep plays. Well, there's, you know, the, it's going to happen. These yeah. are things that you're just going to have to live with, and he's going to be exposed to a degree, again, because of the contract. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about in that lovely game before we move on to... Uh... Oh, fuck. We haven't even talked about the other game yet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The optimistic, oh. sunny futures of London town. Yeah. <laughs> the well, weather's going to be nice. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's the only optimism <laughs> I got about that. You mean it won't, won't be a nice, drizzly rain? Yeah. It's supposed to be like it is here, or it was today, like you know, sixties oh, and, and sunny and decent. Perfect. And, yeah. I don't know. I don't think does I, this shows my international ignorance. Does Wembley Stadium have a, have a roof? Uh, yes. I think it's retractable. Uh, I think it's completely domed. Okay. Oh, Wait, no. Yeah, it's that weird one. That's oh, you guys the, don't even fucking know. Stop making. Shit I'm up. making shit up. I, I thought <laughs> they were playing it in a parking lot till about an hour ago. They deserve it's, it. It's got to at least be somewhat <laughs> open because they can't play. I don't think they can play soccer like international soccer in a dome. I don't think they'll allow that. Huh. About to Google it. We all move yeah. on to other Google, shit. Google that shit. Yeah. But. Um. So, do you think that like jet lag, jet lag and the Chargers being a West Coast team is going to affect the game at all? I mean, it's like what an extra four hours, five hours, maybe on a plane. Mm-hmm. Did they didn't? Now they were in Cleveland. Chargers are still in Cleveland. Yeah. Did they fly? Did they stay in Cleveland? They are currently then, in Cleveland. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. So it's going to be about the same flight. Right. As us. 
So I don't, I don't really, I don't know. That's a big, I can tell you that John Robinson is terrified of this trip. Oh, really? I can tell you that John Robinson is, 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 I mean, and it may be (laughs) terrified, maybe too strong, but after that West coast trip where they decided to stay, uh, stay on the West coast last year when they played the, uh, the Cardinals, the Niners, and who was the third team that I'm forgetting? Um, the West Coast trip, regardless. I think it was just I think it was just Cardinals and Niners. Am I making yeah. that up? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, I'm glad I'm doing my job so well. <laughs> so they, I mean, they there's a reason that they're leaving as late as humanly possible. They're taking off Thursday after practice. I don't know when this this when this will air. So Thursday after practice, um, they're staying for as as small amount of time as they can because they are so. And this is any football team because football people are crazy. Um, they, they're so concerned about having their regiments interrupted. Um, and football's weird anyway. And when you throw in a, a, a variable like the London trip, when you don't know, you know, I mean, that, for God's sakes, he's, he's worried about them not having normal bacon. So they are taking God knows how many. I'm I'm, I'm dead ass serious. No, about he's not this. kidding. They I, talk, I've heard this on three different radio shows. I'm dead ass serious about this. We had him. Uh, we had him on the morning show. Um, uh, I don't know. It was a couple months ago, but he's he's legitimately talking about they are shipping tons of food over on a on a separate plane because they are concerned that they will not have the right kind of bacon for these guys or something like that. I mean, this is. This is how these I'm, fucking psychopaths work, you know. I'm not gonna lie, London food's not great. It's so. not. It's not. <laughs> I, I might ship my own food if I had the means to. Like I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately, I'm making this. I'm, I'm not flying out till Friday. I don't get in until early Saturday morning, and like, and I'm gonna, I'm staying over there by. I'm, I'm gonna go see my dad uh, in in Cairo, Egypt, over the over the vacation um and take some time over there but i'm like that that i'm don't i don't leave when london until wednesday and i'm i'm really fucking worried about what the hell i'm gonna eat and and what i'm gonna drink because both their food and their booze not worth it to me not great the standard I, is low i will say uh what's it a doom bar uh, is it doom bar or doom beer is good doom it, beer yeah doom it's doesn't doom. sound good yeah it's, it's good <laughs> it sounds it's like good. a morning on the toilet yeah <laughs> sounds could, ominous could be could oh, be ominous <laughs> Oh. Good adjective. Um, I, so, do have, I do have breaking news. Uh, Wembley Stadium apparently has a retractable roof. Well, retractable. Well, that, 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 that wouldn't be I think it, breaking news. Retractable. It's, there, it's always part of it is always it's open, partially exposed. They have, there's an east, the east and west end. Have, there's two retractable structures to help let sunlight in. So it's not a dome. See, don't saying. we? We sound like a bunch close. of typical dumbass, ignorant Americans about London. <laughs> Man, I'm concerned. Tell me about this. All right, <laughs> does the sun rise in the west yeah. in London? Because I've heard all kinds of weird shit. They heat their beer up in the microwave, <laughs> and the stadium ain't covered. I don't think I'm going. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's so true no wonder yeah, I'll, hang, I'll hang up and listen <laughs> long time listener first time caller well thank you earl um oh my goodness um, I, well, I love sports radio callers you guys got to figure out a way to get callers on this yeah. show man. god we, we i would do anything hotline. to have a version of vol calls for our podcast when i'm when i am feeling lazy and i mail it in on the on the tackling music city live show 6 to 8 p.m espn 1025 the game uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Yes. Uh, I will. I will absolutely just sit back if if it's a solo show. If I because typically we like to have somebody Titans related or who covers the team or who is associated with the team come in and guest co-host with me. If I'm solo or I'm feeling I'm feeling you know 
like I'm hungover and I don't want to do it that night. 615-737-1025. Again, 615-737-1025. Your call's on the Titans next. Hey, Buck, let me ask you this. Last week when I was watching Malcolm Butler well, just shit the bed like he usually does, I was sitting there thinking to myself, who do I hate more? My ex-wife, my stepson who won't move the fuck out, or Malcolm Butler, and I'll hang up and listen. That's so good. God, and, and, I, and sports radio callers are everything I hate, but I love them so much. No, it's so... I, I, I have I, such I, a weird relationship. We're, we're kind of sickly addis- addicted to, to talk radio in this room, especially God, sports talk radio. So God like bless me. you. I can't listen to it. No, I, leave work. I, li- I turn on NPR. I'm listening to Terry Gross on the way home. I'm do, taking a bubble bath. I, I do this weird shit. I, I'll say this and I'll move on. I'll do this weird shit where really, like that, basically the accent I'm making fun of, we're really ignorant callers call in to where I turn the radio down because I'm so embarrassed by what I'm hearing but then I turn it back up because I don't want to miss how stupid it is and I'm just like why do I listen to this shit and it's it's so bad just inject I, it between my toes I, I, can't, I can't get enough I can't get enough of it like I'm, I'm cowering in the corner after the call happens and I'm like I'm so glad I heard that it's so good but those are always the best ones man I am but did you hear that idiot oh no and like when you're sitting in the studio I swear to god I, I was on I was on our midday show uh, with uh, Darren McFarlane and Steve Lehman, who was filling in for Willie Donick. Uh, and some guy called in. And I swear to God, he had to be shit-faced. Just totally hammered at like 1130 in the afternoon. Because we're sitting there in Barrel House in the studio. And I mean, the, the, the connection's not great because whatever. But we're listening to this guy who who is barely making sentences. And he just sounds wasted. And... And I'm I'm so happy by it. Like I'm just made so delighted by it. Like I want I want to just like you're saying, just curl up in the fetal position and and not and just never hear anything like that again in my life because it's so fucking cringeworthy. Uh, but then I just I, I please call every day, please. every day. Come back, please call back. Can we have you in this the studio? This is your show now. This yeah. is your show. This is your show. I'll hang up and listen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> please, you're already doing my job for me just go <laughs> we Take should it. we should start calling out we should just start dialing 615 numbers from the show and just see who we can get you're on football and other world sports <laughs> what <laughs> hold on well i ain't got no student loans i'm tired of these fucking robo calls <laughs> No, it's like, it's like it's like I was I forget who I was talking to the other day. Um, but they're they're trying to get a like a, a sports talk a podcast or a Titans podcast started up, and they're like, "Well, can can you give me can you give me people's contact information for booking purposes?" And I'm like, "No, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you anybody fucking contact information because you know, I mean, good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I'm sure you're going to do great. But I'm sorry, like I'm not giving you my friend's number so you can yeah. book them on your show. Um, but I can get I'll do it because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a click whore. It's fine. I'll do it." <laughs> no, but but this this guy was like, well, we're just we're just guessing emails, like you know, like uh, I'm not gonna give oh Travis, God. I'm not gonna. Give, I know Travis has been on Travis Haney, the, yeah, of the we, athletic we has been Travis. on. Travis is the best man. Yeah. Um, but they're just like they're just like adding adding random uh, first initials and last names <laughs> to at theathletic.com uh, and just like and just, and just trying to book guess that one oh, which wow. is genius by the way I wish I would have thought of that shit you know just shotgun emails yeah. like I'm, I'm about to DM Jay Glazer hey you up <laughs> yeah. Jay Glazer at fox.com right yeah j.glazer at fox.com j-a-y glazer at fox.com we're just gonna keep doing the this possibilities are yeah. endless um 
So let's actually talk about the game, I guess. Well, <laughs> Do we have to? They're just going to. Uh. You remember the uh, scene in RoboCop 2 <laughs> where he finally wrestles Kane to the ground and he rips out that brainstem thing and smashes it on the street? Yes. I'm kind of afraid that's what I'm about to fly halfway around the world to win. Oh, are you going to no, the I'm, game? I'm yeah. going. Fantastic. Yeah. We need to get drunk together I, before. I think that's going to have to happen. <laughs> God, God knows I'm going to be half sauced in that. No. Don't, I'm, don't I'm kidding. Before. I'm kidding, Ryan. And Porth, if you're my boss, if you're right, I'm, I'm going to be totally sober in that press box. I, I promise you. It's it's before and after that I'm going to be shit-faced. Yes, yes. Strictly not between the hours yeah. of whenever the game's Good God. No, it's just on the, that's on the, the staff field notes at the very end of the column for the game, and Buck Rising was let go today. It's <laughs> 100%. I'm going to be vomiting <laughs> profusely on the sideline while I'm trying to take a dumbass video of Philip Rivers throwing on a pass for, for like the five clicks that I'm going to get They're on. like, hey, fuck, I hate my job. Fuck, LaJuan did it. Well, you know, what's the big deal? <laughs> for the boys. God bless you, Taylor LaJuan. Don't you ever change even though you're coming for my job as soon as you retire. Holy shit. Uh, he's so great. He's a rock star. Yeah. Too bad he plays a position nobody cares about. Yeah. <laughs> that is. That is. We we care. So, yeah. So, the game. Yes. Yeah. The Chargers. Yes. Yes. They ran they're for 240 good. yards against the Browns. They're, they're very good. They're good. The Titans, yeah. they're not very good. Yeah, they're playing Gabbert. Not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2 and 0. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 2 and 0. Oh. Oh. God bless. I, no, I shouldn't poke fun at Blake. <laughs> This is this is the. Th- I'm sorry to keep continue to distract you from you. You actually trying to do your job. This is no. this is wonderful me, for me because I normally I'm the one who has to do direct traffic. And now I'm just wandering around aimlessly without purpose. This is fantastic. Listen, just just like anybody else with a traumatic experience in their life or one upcoming, we're doing everything we can to talk about anything but. I don't have commercial breaks to fuck up my flow. No. I'm killing it. No. no. I, I don't even remember what the fuck I'm going to talk about. Go ahead. I forgot. Uh, it doesn't matter. Can we stop their offense is my question. No. I don't think so. The I don't, answer is not I don't think question. anyone's going to really stop the Chargers offense. So, I mean, I, they're going to score. The, our, our defense is pretty good. It's not great, but our defense is pretty good. Uh, no, I think – I mean, I think you could you – could, I, I think you could assign above average to the Titans defense. I do because when you look at the rushing totals, um, in, in all seriousness, and as I try to do some legitimate analysis here – the thing that has really hurt them, I think, and Joe Flacco aside, and this was going to be the thing that I watched, and you have that you have the game by the twenty-two yard game by Lamar Jackson, which technically counts as a quarterback rush. Sure. Um, the thing that has really hurt them, or their rushing totals, or their rushing defense, is because they've played mobile quarterbacks through the first five weeks of the season. Yeah. You're playing Ryan Tannehill, who is, you know, you don't necessarily think of as a, but he's 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 a really good athlete. He played You're, wide receiver at Texas A and M, right? Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, uh, Wentz has above average mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, Bortles, it can beat you. I mean, whatever Blake Bortles is, he is hugely effective when they get him on the move. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, because the, the I mean the the lone rushing touchdown they had given up coming into the Ravens game was the Josh Allen 14 yard uh, touchdown and and you can uh, dispute what what happened on that play because I know Vrabel wasn't crazy with the effort by Kamala Correa and, and right, Rashawn right, Evans right, on that because they yeah. I mean they essentially let him go yeah um so that those are things that are issues but the the mobile the mobile quarterbacks have hurt them to a degree you're playing Rivers and and Flacco uh, the past couple of weeks. So that kind of skews the rushing totals and, and skews the way that the rushing defense has looked. Yeah. Um, they could be better. 
Sure. Um, and Melvin Gordon, uh, Melvin Gordon, and you don't want to compare him to Todd Gurley, but they're using him the same way that Todd Gurley is used, and he still has more touchdowns than you do yeah. as a team. Yeah. Total. That's so Melvin sad. Gordon has six. Yeah. Titans have five. The touchdown. Uh, the, the touchdown stats are so sad. Oh, it, well, cause you just cause just because you get envy. Because yeah. you look at the rest of the league and you're like, why the fuck can't I score 20 points a game? Like we're 14. Everybody else is scoring like 35. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, we we all we came home from that debacle in the rain. Mm-hmm. I can't and believe you guys on sat through that game in the rain. Sunday mm-hmm. night football, and it's like 43 to 40. And yes. I mean, these teams are just going up and down. And there's like four minutes left. It's like, oh, these teams are going to score like Tom three Brady's more running touchdowns. for a touchdown. Yeah. It's <laughs> I just, think Tom Brady and Marcus have the same number of rushing touchdowns this year. I'm like, look how easy they make this look. It, it's going right. to be okay, what is, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just crushed this poor man's soul to my left. DJ oh. EJ is currently weeping. Oh, is I'm, I'm so sorry to do that to you, EJ. It is, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, depressing how easy <laughs> other teams make it look. Yes. Everyone else is scoring boatloads of points. And we're like, well, we scored a special teams touchdown in week two. Uh, you know, like, I love the idea that it, until, until the Eagles game, that, that Dane Crookshank was the third leading receiver on the team. <laughs> this is so bad. Right? And then Kevin Byron had the longest touchdown or longest pass through the air. Uh, I mean, it was, Oh God, that just, that, that just emblematic of the entire Titans experience. God yeah, bless that. Team. Absolutely. Uh, but no, you can't stop them. No, no, we can't. And it's going to be Ken Wizenhunt over there uh, grinning. Why do we have so many revenge games in a row? Like we had the Robisky revenge game and then now Terry Robisky uh, getting the game ball was the greatest thing I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. After Jeez receivers Christ. had like three catches for 30 yards. He's coaching like, literally the worst, go, <laughs> the worst position of the bills. <laughs> no, I'm no. telling guys, I almost shit like <laughs> I, I almost shit my pants. <laughs> because, because we, so we get a conference call with the opposing coach every Wednesday uh, of uh, before a game, and and so we're on the conference call with uh, it's not Doug McDermott, it's Sean McDermott, mm-hmm. Sean McDermott for the Bills, and I do that every single time too, <laughs> every single time. No, it's, it's well, I said Dougie McBucket's the best nickname in yes. the history of sports. Yeah. Um, we're on the conference call with McDermott and I, it had to have been Wyatt because Wyatt would be the only one that would have to write the Terry Robisky, you know, <laughs> God bless Jimmy, but he does it and he does it better than anybody. Um, I think it was Jimmy that asked, you know, what's it like having Robisky in the building and, and McDermott's talking about, well, he's really been a really been a, like a guiding light or a, a governor for our offense. Um, and I really lean on him because he's a really veteran coach. And I shit you not, like it all my, I, should, I shouldn't be betraying this confidence, but I swear to God, we almost got Wyatt to laugh. And that's a team employee because we're told just like, wait, 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 wait what? Wow. Yes. Okay. I see, I see, I see. Well, you can tell that Terry Robisky has a, has a hand in the offense because they look like shit. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, the uh, 30, they're 30 second ranked offense. Yeah, yeah they're doing great. Where's Guiding Hunt. light. Where's a hunt revenge game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how big of an issue is Melvin Ingram going to be? A, a big one right now. Well, Ingram. Yeah, and Ingram typically lines up across from Lawan. And mm-hmm. I, so it depends on is Lawan healthier this week? Is he, if he's the same guy he was last week, it's going to be a problem because Ingram's a better edge rusher than anyone the Ravens threw out yes. there. I mean, all, all due respect to Terrell Suggs, who's, you know, at this point, like a immortal 
being yes. at 36 years old. God, I love that done. man so much. I it, really do. He's it's inherited incredible. it from James Harrison. Yeah, he's yeah. unbelievable. But Melvin Ingram's on a different level, and he's going to be a major problem for Lawan if he's not able to push off that right foot. Yeah. So I, I mean, ultimately, the pass, the pass offense, the run offense, all of it has to get going at some point. No matter how good the defense is, they're never going to carry this team to, you know, the playoffs or any place they want to go unless they get some semblance of an offense. And it's just, it's not there right now. And and there's no way to really predict that it's going to suddenly the light's going to come on. It might, but I, I don't see any reason to expect it to. This was the concern against the Ravens, right? Like, can you figure out how to mitigate the pass rush? Now, Mm -hmm. against Houston and against Jacksonville, they did that, but that's because they were playing around Gabbard. And and, uh, again, uh, once Mariota had to come into the game against Jacksonville, they were doing the same. But can you, I mean... Uh, running Marcus is not ideal. Yeah. And both the Bills and the Ravens did a really good job to to spy him and to take away the lanes that Marcus would typically exploit to run. Um, Can you kind of implement the same game plan against the Chargers that you did again like don't 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 overthink it stupid. Yeah. Right. If you have to use the Wildcat, use the Wildcat. If you have to if you have to use trickeration to try and keep these guys off balance because I JJ Watt was incredibly frustrated. I mean the quotes from JJ because we get these we get these uh, these quotes uh, in 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 hard copy after the game while we're trying to while we're trying to write up some you know 21 to, 21 to nothing de- demolition of the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> RIP. I'm ri- I'm writing a fucking obituary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we get quotes from the opposing team and coaches and and you we, you read Watts quotes and it's like what well, what did you want us to do? We simply could not there was no in the same way that a quarterback in a passing game can get a rhythm, so can a, so can a pass rush. And they were doing things in that game that was why I was so impressed with LaFleur yeah. and with Mike Vrabel that they did a good job to mitigate the pass rush. Don't overthink it. If you have to play around the limitations, play around the limitations. You were brought here for your ability to adapt in a way that the last coaching staff could not. Yeah. If uh, stop, tr- I mean, you, I don't want to accuse Matt LaFleur of trying to trying to put results on paper because I, I mean. I don't know Matt very well. I have, I have, I deal with Matt weekly just because we get, we get to talk to him on Thursdays. Um, but stop, don't stop trying to church it up. Yeah. You know, I, I understand what you can do. You understand what you can do. You know what you want to do with this quarterback. That's why you were brought here. If it's got to look like nine to six against Jacksonville, then make it look like nine to six against Jacksonville. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be pretty. Just get get the win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the things that you have to do to get the win. And I think that it's going to have to look like something like that against a pass rush like the Chargers, um, because not only is not only is Melvin uh, Melvin Ingram an exceptional blitzer, but Derwin James. Yeah. Derwin James leads that team in sacks, That's and he crazy. is real. They are really good about moving him around the formation and taking advantage of matchups that way. And that's something that you've got to watch because you could tell. I mean, Mark, the biggest issue for Marcus against the Ravens, right, is he couldn't identify the blitz. Yeah. And when you see that the safety is coming up on your left side, we'll simply move the running back to the other side. And if even if he's just got to get in the way, do that. And Marcus couldn't do it. Yeah. So they're going to be looking at that with with Melvin Ingram taking up you know you're gonna he's gonna be double teamed to an extent i'm sure they're gonna be keeping tight ends to chip but if marcus can't if you are seeing that marcus can't take advantage 
of when the, they're bringing these guys or moving these guys around to to take advantage of those matchups that they have. That's a big. That's as big as a concern as I think Melvin Ingram is because it's not yeah. just the one guy. It's who gets freed up by the one guy that you have to double team. Yeah. Well, Mike. Before we get to the predictions, do you have anything else to add, or are you you good? I mean, I, I think the Titans at any point the light could come on. You know, it, it's possible. It did two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. The Eagles game was just two weeks ago, and we all came out of that game raving about, oh, wow, this is what this offense is going to look like now. Uh, Look at Mariota. He's making these, you know, aggressive throws down the field and attacking, and, you know, wow, like this is a totally different Titans team. And then we go back into the shell of the last two weeks. So that team could show back up. Yeah. Or we could see the team that we've seen the last two weeks. It's just, I mean, it's, it's the NFL is such a week to week proposition, anyways. You know, it's hard to really project or say, oh, I know this is what's going to happen. But I mean, they need to, to obviously make some changes and adjustments and evolve the way they're looking at some things because right now it's, it's obvious that defenses know. The playbook, I think, is out on Mariota. You you spy him. You don't let him run. You know, because that's that's his go to. If you know third down, nobody's nobody's there. Nobody's wide open. All right, I'm going to pull it down and I'm going to run for it. But like you said, the Ravens they spied him almost every third down. They basically assigned. They would play man to man, and they would assign about three linebackers to the back, the tight end and Mariota and it, you know, depending on which way a guy would release, that would be the backer that would take him. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy would stay in for, for Mariota. And that guy would come on a delayed blitz at some point, you know, if he saw things starting to break down and they, they just ate his lunch with that. I mean, he never got comfortable. He never could feel when that was coming and And he always was looking for that running lane and it just never appeared. You know, he was, he, I think, broke the one run for maybe 20 yards or something. It was their first 20 yard gain of the game. Oh, God. And that was, that was late in the third quarter. Yeah, it was late. I I don't have my statue in front of me. Yeah, it was when they were backed up in their own end zone. Yeah. Um, And he just got the edge and he ran for 21 yards. And then Corey Davis had a 24 yard catch. And those were the two 20 plus yard plays that they had. Yeah. And, and I mean, the game was already basically over at that point. So, uh, you know they they've got to figure out a counter to that, and it's got to be Mariota's got to be able to recognize that. And I know that's something that they're probably working with him on is you know adjustments in this offense because I mean obviously learning a new offense and trying to learn what what this offensive coordinator wants me to do against this look and and things like that. That's a process, but they've got to get him there. They, yeah. I mean it's it's critical. They yeah. they aren't going to win until they figure out how to get him to the point where he's comfortable for sure. So. Um, so let's get to predictions. I'll start with Zach's. He, he mailed this one in <laughs> physically mailed it post. Wow. Nice. Post. Um, like Harry Potter. Did he send a goddamn owl? <laughs> <laughs> how cool yes. would it be if we could have like a, like, like a carrier pigeon? Oh, well, not even like a carrier ass. pigeon. Like I want something ridiculous, like fucking 
T-Rexes showing up or cows <laughs> delivering mail or bobcats something. Don't shake your head at me, Keith. Cow, don't shake your cows head. delivering mail. I'm, I'm trying to live out my animal fantasy of delivering the post. Animal fantasy. <laughs> I mean, there there could be animal fantasy. God, you all. really are a sports radio. <laughs> all, all I really want is Amazon Prime now that shows up on the back of a, a hippopotamus. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so Zach's pretty. You are my hero, man. <laughs> I love wishes. All of you guys are great, but I got to do this. He'll be in London all week. He'll be in London all week. This is my fucking guy. Um, So Zach's prediction is 28 to 27 Titans win. He's an optimist. Uh, Let's go. Let's go back next. Man, I've never made a prediction in my life. No, I I think they are the stupidest fucking thing that I do for a living. Yeah, but if if, you know, I'm not going to if this is you guys are kind enough to invite me (laughs) into somebody else's home to do (laughs) No, I like, I'm waiting for somebody to fucking come in here and call the cops on my dumb ass. Hey man, we're leaving. We're, leaving. <laughs> well, we're drinking. We're drinking some guy's beer. We're in his fucking living room. I don't know what the hell's going on. But since I am kind enough to be invited into the proceedings here, I will say 35-7 Chargers. <laughs> no, it's not going to give him a field goal because suck, Suckup's got to do something. He didn't do shit in the last game besides kick off once. Yeah. 35 10. Yeah, that's a bad work day. Uh, let's go to Mr. So bad work day. I got to fucking go over that bad work day. <laughs> what do you mean, bad work day? Poor you. I really feel bad for you, pal. Bad work day. <laughs> Mr. Lebowski. I, I really, I, as a Titans fan, I truly do hate to say this. Robocop 2 <laughs> brainstem smashed on the street. It's going to be bad. The wheels yeah. are going to completely come off the Titans this week. Mm. Yeah. I'm not giving a score prediction, but we're going to get our ass kicked. Oh, okay. what the fuck? I, I got to give a score prediction? <laughs> gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm going to follow up with what that what, what <laughs> Billy Risen had to say, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be 42 to 6. That a girl. <laughs> Mike Miracles. Um, yeah, I'm not very optimistic about this one. The Chargers, you know, for whatever reason, have had the Titans number for most of the back and forth of this series anyways. Um, and they're the much better team right now. So I'm going to go, I don't know, 30 to 9. I think we get a bunch of field goals. Nice. Uh, no touchdowns for a third consecutive game. Yeah. I mean, why break this? Sure. <laughs> sure. It's like the sack record. If you're going to fucking do it, just do it already. Just go all just the way. Just do it. Be I mean, done with this shit. I mean, why go in that end zone? I mean, uh, you know, when you could just kick a perfectly it's fine. so overrated. <laughs> Jeff Fisher ball is back, baby. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just stop and kick it. God, I'm trying. I'm. I'm I'm getting dangerously close to having Jeff Fisher co-host tackling music city. Yeah. Oh, are, did you hear his commentator? Oh, gig? I, he was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. This game is going to be decided by field goals. Yes, yes it is. Yes, Jeff. Sir. And you're, you're, you are so hard in that <laughs> exactly. booth right now. At that point, he has no shirt on. <laughs> Suddenly the buffet changed to all meat. <laughs> and he is just Jeff Fisher is shirtless in the television booth, rubbing his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> just glistening with like, veal sweat. <laughs> Talking about fifty-yard field goals and oh my god! And any chance I had to get Jeff Jeff Fisher on tackling music cities now ruined. Thank you, football and other veal sweat. Yeah, veal sweat. (laughs) Jesus Christ! My God! Well, those are your optimistic projections. Uh, Not so easy driving a show, is it? (laughs) 
<laughs> My God. You did a real shit job. I was like, an 80, it's an 85 minute fucking podcast. A brisk 85. That's right. A Holy shit. It'll only feel like 82. <laughs> it's like hurting cats. Oh my God. Like hurting cats. People are going to get halfway through that dumbass Darren Bates story and be like, the fuck am I still listening to this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> sure if, if you're still in, here god bless you if you're still in you get a medal just yes. just dm us and uh we'll see the one guy who got into a fatal car accident and the <laughs> podcast is still going we really appreciate it oh my if you goodness. get out of the hospital give us a like <laughs> just want to hear another one of those ads again holy shit <laughs> uh yeah just rate us on whatever you're listening on i guess or not or don't whatever just whatever <laughs> nothing matters uh you can follow uh mike on twitter at mike miracles and uh you can get all his analysis on all things titans at musiccitymiracles.com it's really good by the way thank you thank you appreciate it always enjoy reading mike the day after a game especially Uh, that shit yeah it's awesome (laughs) and and thanks to uh buck rising for joining us today oh you don't have to thank me i'm pretty sure i just i tanked your subscriber count (laughs) 100 percent with what i just did here i'm not proud of it I'm ha- I was thrilled to be here, but not proud of what I did. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Well, uh, well, thanks for coming on. We'd love to have you back again to, to drive that subscriber base even lower. That would be great. We want to see if we can go negative. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, I'll go low. <laughs> I, will go as, I will go as low as humanly possible, assuming that my boss doesn't hear, hear this and I don't get fucking fired. <laughs> Well, we are football and other F-words, and you've just been F'd. Hey, Buck, let me ask you something. When are they going to go ahead and get rid of that Mariota and call up Jimmy Clausen? Fuck. I'll hang up and listen. You you know damn well they would never say Mariota. When are they going to get rid of that Marcus Mariotto and call up Jimmy Clausen? I am so pumped to have Joe Tessitore on the podcast for him to just come on and say Marcus Mariota. 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 <laughs>